0: Welcome to the IBM Podcast Network. TFG Football is an IBM production, and you can also check out their other awesome shows like Simplified, a show that explains intense topics from around the world and simplifies it for you so that you can up your cooler in front of your friends. You're listening to TFG Football.
1: Hello and welcome everyone. This is a new episode of the TFG Genial Football Podcast and joining me in the studio is no one except our producer over here, Sravan. What's up, Sravan? Engineer. Sorry, engineer. Sorry, my bad. (laughs) Well, you can be both, you know, producer and engineer. It doesn't matter. (laughs) You are here for every show, watching our, you know, making our... uh, making us sound better on the show so what's up i mean nobody nobody is here in front of me to say hi so i'm saying hi to you uh because the reason is kevin and chirant are joining us by a phone call uh hello boys
2: hello hello
1: So, now are you ready? Let's start with uh, the first news that we have today. The Under-17 team are playing a four-nations tournament uh, uh, with Colombia, Chile and Mexico. So, they played their first match against Mexico and they lost. uh, It was a heavy defeat. 1-5 loss. uh. Kevin, thoughts on it?
2: Koi Batne is the first game of the tournament and uh, the result is not important. Uh, Yes, uh, it it wasn't in our favour right from the start because they scored very early they scored in the first minute and uh, uh, all we can do is uh, just hope that this team gets the exposure that uh, the 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 under 17 coach is looking for
3: hmm. because
2: uh, it's all about uh, playing out uh, your players in the best of positions because it's been a good exposure in in the europe as well uh, switching over to the north american continent and uh, the the Latin American and where does Mexican, Central American,
1: South American, so, no? South American, yeah.
2: So it's great that they are, you know, not breaking that, uh, uh the, the at least the the playing time. You know, mm. they, they one from one nation to the other. They are moving. They are playing competitive games. It's not just uh, friendlies anymore. Uh, we're getting closer, and this is the best preparation that uh, I think. Uh, the, the federation needs to be commended for their efforts because if one or uh, two did get cancelled, they did not even let that uh, just that be. They arranged for something else. And uh, I, I think we'll get better. And uh, we're playing against good sides. Mexico, you, we know you know how good they can be, how quick they can be. And uh, let's not keep the result in mind. Uh, let's just hope that the preparation is going well.
1: Hmm. Well, Sharanji, uh, your thoughts on it?
2: well uh,
4: i think this is a glimpse into how it's going to be in the uh, upcoming world cup okay because they're playing three, three pretty good latin american uh, countries like chile colombia uh, mexico all of these uh, you know all of these teams are actually better than uh, even us uh, or some of the other teams we see in the continent so th- these are these are uh, actually teams uh, who are who play in world cup at the senior level uh, and who have this developed football culture that we are aspiring to uh, match up in the future. So in that sense, it's a great thing that AIF have managed to send them to this uh, tournament and uh, they are getting to play these teams. It's very important to have them get exposed to that level hmm. uh, of, of quality uh, and uh, get, an, get an idea of what world-class football is like and where they are. In in that round, so yeah, uh, you know maybe this will uh, make them realize that uh, you know whatever they are doing or whatever they have accomplished or prepared for so far is still not adequate to uh, you know put up a good fight in the upcoming World Cup. And maybe that will spur them on and maybe they will improve a little bit more. Yeah. And even if it does not happen in the in the 17 World Cup, they will keep improving because these memories uh, of these games will stay with them. Hmm. And yeah. uh, hopefully that will deliver uh, some good results in the next
1: ten years. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this is just uh, this. This would be a great learning experience for them, and they can only take away some uh, great learnings and also some what learn from their mistakes, whatever they've committed against these big teams. So exposure is one big thing, and experience is one big thing that we are looking at. Now, uh, coming back to this team, the other team that was obsessed right now with South America is an ISL side, Delhi Dynamos. Because the reason why I say that they are obsessed is because they started signing this 29-year-old Brazilian midfielder, Paulino Dice. Then they went on to sign a Uruguayan winger, uh, Matthias Miraj Baje. And then then yesterday they broke out the news that they've now signed uh, an Argentine striker, Juan Leandro Vogliotti. So, Chiranjit. It's like it's like they have they have actually
4: already done all their eight foreign signings, but it's nice how they are dropping it. You know, one day at a time, yeah. Serial episode. they are announcing, yeah. But it's it's pretty uh, it's pretty good. You know, uh, Delhi Dynamo are looking like they're gonna have more Latin American flavor this season mm. than most other ISL teams. Uh, so uh, you know, uh, they have young Indian players and uh, a Latin American flavor. I. Kinda like them more than uh, most other teams right now in the mm-hmm. ISL because simply because my Latin American bias uh, yeah. compared to Europe. So it, it, it's going to be very interesting to see them. I'm, I pretty much think their game will have more flair and creativity. Uh, maybe th- it won't be structurally uh, better than uh, let's say Bengaluru FC or uh, Mumbai City or, or FC Goa even, hmm. but. It will be very interesting
1: to watch. There'll be an entertaining side. Yeah, Kevin. Now looking at them, they're signing. This is like I mentioned. At the start. They're picking up some great uh, experience. You know, uh, in certain categories like a midfielder, a winger, then a striker. So from each uh, country in the South America, the Latin American, they're picking up each player that fits into that category and some uh, well, what do you say, well flavor out there. Like everything is there.
2: I think what needs to be first noted is the statement made by the director of the Delhi Dynamo, Rohan mm-hmm. Sharma, right. he said, in my opinion, one, one, one is one of the biggest signings, one came in heavily recommended by Aspire,
3: mm-hmm. that is the
2: tie that they have at yeah. uh, the Qatar Academy, mm-hmm. uh, he's a clinical finisher and he's going to be a nightmare for all for any defense in the ISL.
1: Okay. Yeah, this, you know, that's this is that's something to look
2: out for. Speaking. Yeah. This is confidence. This is something This is something that uh, uh, is throwing out, you know, for all like a, a mini threat to all the defenses in the ISF. Hmm. And watch out for this guy. We we we've invested in, in him hmm. after a lot of thought process. Yeah. Now, this is this is really something to be looking forward to because you have a striker who's played in the top division, an Argentine striker playing in the Bolivian top division, hmm. and he's the second highest scorer there. Yeah, he's not somebody who's, uh, you know, in his prime and he's not uh, in touch with touch with football. He's just a big name. This guy can score goals. Hmm. You know, this this is huge. Uh, he's nicknamed the Chico. Hmm. Uh, okay, Chico, <laughs> and uh, 32 year old. Okay, we've seen. Uh this the the age of foreigners uh just going on the down downside. Uh seeing uh, mostly twenty, late twenty year olds. Now thirty two is something that we've been uh, not talking about. We've seen foreigners uh, coming in the ISL, all about thirty. Hmm. So thirty two I think is still fine. Hmm. Still fine. Thirty two so, is teenagers practically. <laughs> <laughs> so he scored twenty one times in thirty six appearances, thirty six games in a season. that That's big. It's not like ISS 14 games or 15, 16 games. This is something we're talking about. Some real mean goal scoring machine.
1: Hmm. Now we'll have, to keep, we'll have to wait and see that if rohan Surma's words come into reality and if it's put into effect, you know. Uh, something really interesting to look forward to for Delhi Dynamo's fans. Uh, now moving ahead, but sticking to something that we've been talking about this for many days now, the Abhinash-Ruidas dispute. Chiranjit, please, what's happening?
4: Yes, it might, it might come to, a, yeah, it might come to a headway. Okay. Uh, see, the the entire complication is heating up. Yesterday, there were two meetings uh, regarding this, one by AISF, which is the Indian uh, Association, and IFA, which is the West Bengal Association. So, uh, IFA's uh, meeting was about the actual case. Like, uh, you know, the, the entire thing hinges on one question. If, if, uh, Abhinash Rida says East Bengal forged his signature on a on a contract paper, and East Bengal are saying no, that's his real signature. He's contracted to us for two more years. Hmm. So the the entire thing hinges on whether or not uh, that signature is real. And uh, IFA came together. They sat down. They discussed the matter, and they have, uh, you know, uh, taken some steps towards uh, uh, getting this uh, verified by a handwriting expert. Hmm. Uh, and they, that's going to be done uh, apparently by Tuesday. Like they're gonna, they're gonna uh, fix up the matter, uh, and uh, let's say after a few days of that, they will get the report back from the handwriting expert, and the entire case will probably depend on what the handwriting expert says. So they are investigating that matter. But look at the AISF meeting side of things. You know, the when the press uh, release came out, it did not say anything about uh, investigating the handwriting uh, or uh, actually like trying to look into the veracity of the case. Mm. They were looking for uh, ways uh, to actually get into it and override the IFA's uh, decision on this matter. Hmm. Okay, they are uh, they simply formed this six-member committee. Three from uh, I think some of them are from AIF disciplinary committee. Some of them are from uh, uh, the player status committee. So this committee is mostly looking into uh, FIFA statutes and uh, other uh, different rules and regulations to determine who has the jurisdiction to pass a sentence
3: hmm.
4: on this dispute. And they're doing this on the basis that uh, when, uh, you know, uh, when this uh, Abhinash Ruidas uh, first made that complaint that he's uh, been going to have sold his signature, he simply sent the complaint to AIFF, not to IFA. And when IFA later called a meeting where he could have gone and made his case, he just chose to be abs- absent twice.
3: Hmm.
4: Like, imagine imagine the kind of thing, uh, you know, you you have your career on the line and you don't even turn up at the hearings. I mean, this is weird to say the least. So uh, then he went on and uh, he uh, went into the ISA draft claiming the signature was forged and then Mumbai City uh, picked him up from the draft. But because he's registered from uh, Kolkata, Mumbai City have to send an application uh, to ISA to get him transferred to a team that's registered from Mumbai. That's the general uh, procedure. Okay. But Mumbai City still have not done that. Hmm. Okay, so they they should be an in- involved party in this dispute because uh, you know, they want to take uh, Ruitas But they have not gotten involved yet. I, I don't think they want to get into this mess right now, which may be a, a wise decision later on. But it seems like AIFF is trying to sort of—I mean, um, it seems like they are not happy with what IFA uh, decided. Their initial decision was that because uh, uh, you know uh, his player token, mm-hmm. which we talked about a few uh, episodes back, uh, Ruidas' token is with East Bengal, and uh, they are trying to determine whether the, the signature is forged. Mm-hmm. So, in the meantime, he must register with East Bengal for this next season. So, okay. so that actually makes sure that he does not get to play for Mumbai City.
3: Hmm.
4: Okay, no matter hmm. what happens later on. It, it, will, it will become entirely uh, complicated. And uh, Rui is adamant that he will not
2: play for East Bengal.
1: Okay.
2: Uh, no matter what happens. chiranjit let me just cut you over here. Yes. I, I'm just reading a tweet by uh, FPA. Said, yeah. This was sent out last evening. It says the token system is not recognized by the AIFF, therefore it is invalid. We are in support yeah. of Avinash Roylas. Now, what Yeah, uh, FBI
4: FB FB have repeatedly come out and said like uh, East Bengal intimidated uh, the entire, uh, you know intimidated uh, Roylas Ruid, to get him to do everything or whatever it is. But then again, the whole thing. I mean, even if you. Uh, Overrule the token system. It, the the thing that happens in the end is that whether or not the signature is forced okay. Hmm. And I only see IFA looking into whether or not the signature is real. But IFS seems to be looking for ways to just uh, you know uh, disqualify IFS from taking a decision here. I don't know what this will uh, lead to. This may. Maybe IFA's, uh, disi- uh, in a stance, maybe IFA's jurisdiction stands. Maybe IFA's jurisdiction overrules that. But it's actually very weird to see that it's not uh, about the dispute between uh, a player and a club anymore. It's becoming a dispute between a local association and the National Federation over who gets to rule over that dispute. And the actual dispute is getting sidelined in this.
1: Hmm. Well, it's, it's just a cluster of mess right now here right because now where does this leave Mumbai city just like you mentioned that Mumbai city is not yet uh, intervened here so if in case uh, I mean whatever comes out the result comes out the Rabinashree won't go to city but they will go to uh, probably East Bengal so where does that leave Mumbai city will then they come into the picture or will they just let go of him
4: if they they want to get into the uh, picture they have to send an application to ISA right now uh, asking for him to be transferred. Okay. Okay. So if unless they do that, they cannot, uh, you know, by rules they cannot become a uh, party involved in this. But I'm pretty sure that they are not sitting, uh, you know, sitting on their uh, back uh, somewhere. They are active in some way which is not uh, visible uh, to in the, in the apparent uh, public spotlight.
3: Hmm.
4: Uh, and uh, AIFF, you know, the way AIFF are acting it seems like uh, they are going to uh, you know uh, try to get this entire jurisdiction out of ifs land. Okay. so they are trying to actually uphold uh, the interest of i m b reliance uh, as usual
3: hmm.
4: uh, i don't know what this goal but i would have expected you know aiss to take similar uh, steps to actually try to solve this uh, this original question Mm. Uh, that the entire case hinges on whether the signature is real or not. Mm. But hardly any anything on that, you know, but uh, it seems their clarity lie elsewhere.
1: So so only so once it's not like, yeah. So only once yeah. the reports from the handwriting experts come out will then will be a final closure to this?
4: Yes, but but that is going to take a while, you know, it takes some time to evaluate everything and come up with a scientific report. But today this is Friday.
3: Hmm.
4: Uh, by today evening, expect to see a statement from AIFF on whether or not ISA has uh, jurisdiction, uh, because uh, the, the committee is supposed to pass their opinion on uh, you know what, what, what kind of rules apply here, and if AIFF want to move in and uh, sideline ISA from this matter, they will do it before even the uh, you know the handwriting signature uh, report. Hmm. Uh, comes out. Okay. Okay. Uh, so, so we'll see. We'll see uh, what iaff says today and uh, what turn this entire matter takes. But <laughs> it's just uh, the, the thing has gotten blown out of proportion in ways I could not see coming.
1: Yeah, I mean it's absolutely ridiculous. But just when it looks like whatever is related to the Kolkata clubs or related to Kolkata, I mean it just takes a long time. It never sees an end until unless we talk about it for 20 times or you know every day it's part of our podcast or our stories. Yeah, uh,
4: but but don't uh, I mean I mean don't assume that I'm just uh, uh, you know just uh, making that assumption that East Bengal are right. They have been involved in uh, disputes with players before. Lots of clubs, you know, uh, clubs from Kolkata, Goa, and elsewhere, uh, there have been, uh, you know, reports of uh, players being forced to sign for a club or their signatures being forced to, you know, make them stay longer. Hmm. And sometimes players don't come out and uh, take a stand like uh, Ruijat has taken. They just, you know, just to advance their careers, they just say, okay, I'll just uh, stay here for another year or two. And try to do my best for that. You know, the next time I get a better contract or something like that. But you know, you, you can't you can't decide either way. You know, uh, Rida's has run into some disciplinary trouble uh, in the past uh, in East Bengal, and uh, obviously his uh, you know relationship with uh, East Bengal is not. That grade, some mm. of the officials mm. uh, that are serving there. So it may be a case of Inglingor trying to screw over Ruidas, or it may be Ruidas trying to get out of a club where he does not want to play, uh, despite having a uh, two, another two years of contract left with them. So it's, it's entirely, uh, you know, it's all up in the air.
1: Well, uh, moving on some from off-field uh, mess to some on-field action because uh, in Aizol, there's footballing action going on. Uh, Independence Day football tournament is taking place. Cheranjit, please give us some updates. What's happening? What's the scene like?
4: Oh, uh, you know, a uh, few days ago when we were in aizawl we were hearing about uh, some upheaval in the transfer market. Yeah. Uh, Dintar FC were buying some, uh, some of the best local uh, strikers. And I think we saw a glimpse of that uh, in the first uh, game of the Independence Day Football Tournament. They uh, played aizawl FC and aizawl FC ended up losing. Hmm. And uh, then Chanmari FC, the other national level club from uh, uh, Nikoram, they came in and they were playing Chingawen, And uh, Chinga Weng beat them squarely, like by 5-1. Hmm. So, <laughs> so <laughs> I mean, they have been hit by financial strikes recently. I was hoping that uh, the Pune City partnership would give them some extra money and uh, help them to make a you know, good team for uh, the upcoming Mizoram Premier League. But if this particular tournament is anything to go by, these two big teams, so-called big teams uh, from Mizoram, they are going to have a hard time uh, mm. you know, maintaining local dominance. And Chanmari FC are the defending champions of Mizoram Premier
3: League.
4: Mm. It seems like there are three, four other teams which are making some big uh, investments and t- trying to claim the trophy and uh, how great it is. The champions of India are being beaten by some uh, club that does not even play in the second division.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: And uh, we have Chanmari FC, which almost won the second division yeah. and is the defending local champion. is again being beaten squarely by a, a club that has never won the Premier League. So yeah, but...
1: But once again, the champions of India are no more with the same squad, right? That won them the trophy. It's all been torn apart.
4: <laughs> yeah, it has been torn apart. But it's not like they lack resources. Yeah. It's not like they they cannot uh, make another good team. And I think this shows more than anything else the depth of talent in Mizoram. Mm. You just you you see uh, a few uh, good players. Uh, you know uh, how many how many Mizoram players are active uh, in the in the uh, top. Section of Indian football, a hundred or so, hmm. but there are another 200 players who are playing local leagues and different uh, tournaments uh, and amateur competitions as well, who can come out and replace most of them right now. Hmm. Okay, and and this these kind of local tournaments, uh, it, it just uh, gives you a chance to look at that local talent
3: hmm. who are
4: uh, you know pretty much capable of delivering at the national level if they are given
3: a chance.
1: Hmm. Well, yeah, I mean, some action happening out there now. Even CFL, the 119th edition of CFL is about to kick off. So how is the scene in Kolkata like?
4: Well, it's uh, raining hard uh, uh, and uh, Khalid Jamil uh, was uh, doing his first practice match with East Bengal and that got rained out okay. uh, because the East Bengal ground has some problem with drainage. So, they are now thinking about moving their uh, home matches to Barasat,
3: hmm. uh,
4: which may or may not happen. Meanwhile, Mohan Bagan are uh, doing well in practice matches. They are uh, going to play their uh, home games uh, at Mohan Bagan Ground. So, that's going to be something to marvel at.
3: Hmm. You know,
4: <laughs> Nothing really beats the atmosphere at Mohan Bagan Ground. Uh, so, yeah, uh, the Calcutta Football League proper will start. Uh, on the 10th of August, six mm-hmm. days from now, first day we will see East Bengal play. Next day Mohammedan Sporting play. The next day Mohan Bagan will play, and hopefully all of them will play in their own stadiums, mm. so that you get to you know. Uh, I think the T V is being broadcast on Kolkata TV. Uh, it's a Bengali news channel. If you can uh, get hold of it, do so. But. It's going to give you, like, when, when you see, uh, I mean, you remember we, we were watching, uh, you know, a couple of years ago, we, we used to watch yeah. uh, Calcutta Football League in a restaurant
3: yeah. in Nandeli
4: <laughs> together. Uh, so you just get to see that madness hmm. when you see the uh, the original, uh, you know, birth, birthplace of Indian football uh, is the Maidan.
3: Yeah. And
4: when you see the madness taking place at the Maidan stadiums, uh, East Bengal ground, Mohan Bagan ground, Mohamed sporting ground, nothing beats that. Hmm. It, it, the mud, the rain, uh, the, <laughs> the grass, uh, that those galleries which are way too close to the ground, hmm. uh, it's, it's amazing.
1: Yeah. Now, Kevin, what are you looking forward to from uh, the CFL side, you know, East Bengal, Mohan Bagan, your eyes will be on that. Or would you still stick to say how Khalid works his wonders with East Bengal?
2: I think both these tournaments, uh, the, uh, especially the CFL, which is one of the oldest uh, in running, s- still in India, hmm. it may not draw a lot of you know uh, attention from all media. But then this is where the most passionate crowd and most passionate players get in, and it's played under a, a whole lot of pressure. Hmm. This, this pressure is this equivalent to you know one of the. Now, most difficult matches to play hmm. because this crowd knows their football. It, it's it's just like uh, playing against and uh, playing uh, you know, to a uh, to an educated crowd. Hmm. So, East East Bengal and uh, Mohan Bagan is really one of the oldest, and uh, we talk about so much about the derby. Hmm. So, this is like a whole new league of derbies.
3: Yeah,
2: so it's just playing against uh, someone you see. Uh, right across the road and once you are friends and the other moment you are just the enemies on the field. Hmm. So this is a real test for Khalid Jamil, uh, even though he, as a player he's 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 played for a lot of clubs, but as a true test for a manager or uh, for, as a head coach, this is it. Hmm. You know, it's just a precursor to uh, getting into the I-League, hmm. but it's a whole new level. Yeah.
4: No, seriously one thing one thing I wanna point out, one thing I wanna point out. Hmm. He's played for teams from Mumbai, he's played for teams from Goa, uh, in, in Indian club football, I'm saying. He's never played for a team from Kolkata. Kolkata. Hmm. And he has never coached a team from Kolkata. There is a fundamental difference between uh, you know, coaching in those clubs and these clubs and he will never he has never faced this kind of pressure. Because hmm. the pressure is on on you from the first day to win, 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 win. And especially in CFL Even yeah. one loss Means you're a villain mm. <laughs> So it's, it's that's how it is uh, And he will This will uh, You know change him As a coach mm.
1: That's they, my prediction
4: Bengal, Whatever happens Whether he gets success yeah.
1: yeah No East Bengal are the Defending champions right Of CFL Yeah they have won
4: the These last seven seasons mm. in, in a in row. row
1: Yeah so this And will if, be
4: they, a... if they Win this season mm. uh, They will have a Set a world record I think yeah. You know <laughs> uh, At this level uh, CFL, the the local leagues are more or less work as the unofficial third division in the country and they are semi professional uh, recognized uh, state leagues. So (laughs) I don't think that if you go back at uh, the the semi pro divisions or the second division or the first division, anywhere in the world you don't see uh, a club winning uh, a league eight years.
3: Never. Yeah.
4: Like, where Where does that happen? And and, and just, this is not some case that they dominate. You know, freaking any, anybody can just spoil your party because this is so close. It always comes down to that uh, uh, last couple of games to decide who's going to win the uh, title. And there was a, uh, a few years ago, uh, there was this case of Dalek and Joknagami suddenly Making a title challenge, mm. and it went into the last day where East Bengal versus Taligan Yograbadami was happening. And if East Bengal won the match, East Bengal would win the league. If Taligan Yograbadami won the match, Taligan would win the league. And if it was a draw, Mohan Bagan would win the league.
3: Mm.
4: And it was such a mind shatteringly tense match, and East Bengal won it 2 1 to secure the title. Uh, and and uh, Taliban algorithm missed to sit in extra time.
3: Hmm. Like,
4: almost had a heart attack. Like, fans of three clubs in front of like a 60,000 crowd at Salt Lake Stadium had a heart attack uh, at that moment. So, you can imagine this is how much pressure uh, that uh, acts. And Kevin pointed it out right, you know. Even at the national level, you're already a proven player and uh, you, you have some sort of cushion. but. This is where your career is made and broken of <laughs> yeah. young players, of new crops of players who are getting exposed to this kind of competitive football for the first time. And it's it's amazingly electrifying mm, to watch well. it.
1: Well, as always, we say that off the field is always a mess, but on the field it's something great to look forward to because a lot of action coming up. Not just CFL or the Indian uh, the Independence Day football tournaments A lot of things happening. The AFC Cup matches uh, coming up, and some more actions uh, You know, all of it uh, on its way. So it's some great footballing action. We are back into the season. We have Champions Cup yeah. coming up mid yeah. August. Yeah, so it's all, a lot of hell. Lot of footballing action coming up to you know keep us uh, intact and keep us. Away from the mess that's happening off the field. Now that's all, folks, for today's show. Hope you enjoyed it. It's uh, it's a weekend coming up, so we'll only you you all will listen to us only next Monday now. And if you're listening to us on YouTube, then please like, share, subscribe, hit the bell icon so you get updates of our new episode. Please leave a comments below of what you think about the Delhi signings and also about the CFL or whatever that you want to know about the under-17. Also talking about under-17, they take on uh, they take on Chile today no they take on, on colombia today uh, and on sunday that's 6th august uh, they take on chile and that's the end that will be the end of the tournament that's happening and uh, that's all uh, have a great day folks have a great weekend come back to us next week uh, cheers and have a good day and a good weekend